Welcome to Beyond the Shadows on the Mike Rickstecker Audio Journey on MikeRickstecker.com. to Beyond the Shadows, I'm author and ghost story, and Mike Ricksecker. With me as always, my co-host is Shauna Wankel, a fantastic writer in her own right, and chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole. So yeah, we're actually doing this live from the YouTube channel tonight because this is our normal time that we actually run Edge of the Rabbit Hole on the YouTube channel. So we know that some people didn't get the notification about the earlier time for Edge of the Rabbit Hole. So we figured we'd just do this live right now. So those that didn't get that notification and show up anyway for Edge of the Rabbit Hole will at least get Beyond the Shadows. So thank you all for joining us tonight. <laughs> it's been kind of crazy. Mm. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So we even started this one a little bit later because of weird technical stuff. We had weird technical stuff all throughout Edge of the Rabbit Hole. You know, all three of us, me, Alex, Vanessa, it was just nuts. But we got through it and we had a fantastic show with Alexandra Holzer to finish our decade of Edge of the Rabbit Hole. And this is our actual last live stream of the decade altogether beyond the shadows. The shadow knows. <laughs> All right. So great to have everybody with us. Uh, I see a bunch of people in the chat. So please be sure to share it out because I know the different times and different shows and all that confused everybody. Try to let everybody know at the end of the last show, hey, stick around. And then we didn't see anybody in the chat for a while. So it's like, um, did they mm -hmm. all take off? <laughs> all right. So Paranormal Decade. Now our last Beyond the Shadows, which you can catch on the new edge of the rabbit hole channel the link is in the description make sure you're subscribed to that channel because that's where we're going to be going live from starting in 2020 so january 7th and i see her down there in the chat uh nicole guillaume guiding echoes she will be uh kicking us off for uh january there uh but you have to be on the uh, edge of the rabbit hole channel for that because that's where we will be going live no longer here on Hunter road media Hunter road media will stay all of our other videos will be here but edge of the rabbit hole is its own channel now so be sure you go to there all right now that we got that out of the way tim shown yes okay this final episode of beyond the shadows our final live stream for 2019 and the decade is brought to you by haunted road roast it helps young ghosts all right all right, all right, okay. So, yeah, it's great to see everybody down there. Cool, okay. So, we ended up last episode, remember this is part two now, part two. We ended last episode on the Campsville Grade School and we really couldn't get to it. We were at our hour mark and it's like, you know, people are bailing because it's getting late, totally understand that. But um, we didn't really get into it and She's shenanigating the chat, by the way. <clears throat> and <laughs> we didn't really get a chance to get into it, but there's a lot that's actually happened at the Campsville Grade School. So I'm going to go ahead and pop that up. Um, this is going to be all discombobulated because I never got around to finishing actually putting the uh, the stuff on here. So that's Holter file stuff, but we want the Campsville Grade School, and there it is. There's the grade school. And Shauna, we've had a lot 
happen here at this location from seeing shadow people hearing disembodied footsteps to uh an apparition and I'll, I'll bring some of these different things up but this was your old grade school yeah i spent uh eight years in there uh and it's funny because the parts of the school that I found creepy even back then, I still find creepy now, but for different reasons. I wasn't really into this kind of stuff back then, but whenever we had like a tornado drill or something like that, we had to get as close to the boiler room as possible and get down in there if we could. And and I always hated going in there. <laughs> it was so creepy. It was so creepy even then, but um, just because it was dark and it was, right, you know. Um, I don't remember noticing anything going on back then. Um, I'm assuming that the filters that I had then are different than the ones that I have now, and that's why I didn't notice it. But the closest thing that I got to the paranormal was watching Scooby-Doo. So, <laughs> yeah. So you, back then, you had no idea that the building was haunted when you were actually going to it. No, nope. none of this stuff was even a thing to me. I, I wouldn't have even thought about it. So, right. But in your adult life, once you got introduced to the paranormal, you kind of figured out, hey, there's something going on there. Yeah, and I probably, about the time, you know, that I got into the paranormal and, you know, would, and then I moved back to my hometown and I would go for walks and, and I would always, you know, look at it and be like, you know, I never really noticed it before, but it's kind of creepy looking, right. you know. And there was nothing going on in there. And it was just, you know, just this empty, this abandoned school. And then one night I was going for a walk. And I was at night. I it was really dark, um, like dark, dark. And uh, one of the street lights had gone out. I remember, it was, which is why it was so dark. And uh, I was kind of walking real slow, kind of casing the joint, looking at it, and I saw, um, it looked, I thought it was a flashlight coming in from the other side, uh, but it wasn't the same as a flashlight beam, but what I saw uh, was this light pop up in what would have been my third and fourth grade classroom, and it like just was there in the middle of the room, and then it just went um, across the room, and then I couldn't see it anymore, but uh, I was like, what, what was that? You know, and then uh, my my dad at the time was doing some construction, um, some work in what would have been my uh, first and second grade classroom and the cafeteria. And they were turning it into um, the town VFW, American Legion post. And All right, which you can't see in the photo because that's no, off to the left. Yeah, it would be way over there to the left. But, um, and he's like, well, you know, you know, I might know somebody that, you know, might have keys, you know, mm -hmm. you, you know, so my dad, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, if you could, you know, let us in. He goes, yeah, I might know a guy, you know? <laughs> uh, and so that's, that's when, she, when I started. She has a pretty there. cool dad. I do, man. My dad's really cool. <laughs> so, so. So, yeah, and I remember when we first got together, you telling me about this school and, you know, some of the activity going on there. So we decided to go ahead and check it out. And um, let me bring that up. So 
we actually didn't catch this with our eyes. We caught this later on on film, but this is in the gym. And over behind, you see the arrow pointing to the shadow figure. Behind that is a set of doors that goes to the boys' locker room and then the down the stairs to the boiler room where she was talking about where it was always creepy. And we would always hear like all these noises over in that area. And then we'd go over there and we'd start hearing things in the bleachers. So then we'd run over to the bleachers and it was like playing with us back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So we end up back and over on the bleachers because that's where we were hearing things. And then... You know, panning the camera around, we didn't see it with our eyes at that time. You know, we kind of, I guess, I don't know if we were necessarily, we weren't necessarily looking for a shadow. We were just kind of doing an EVP session and talking and all that. And the uh, video camera captured this figure actually kind of walking a little bit. And so this is the still from that. So we ended up doing a height comparison later on. Shauna stood approximately where that thing would be standing and we took a photo and we compared we compared everything and so it came up to like about your chest yeah and I'd always kind of thought that it might be a kid just because of its behavior uh there'd be times where you know you could feel like it was trying to lead you around like hide and seek or um or it would you know like Mike said do you know, make noise stuff would happen and then we go over to, you know, investigate and then something else would be happening where we just were. Uh, there were times where we would be separated and as soon as he would leave and then stuff would start happening, you know, all around me and like right up in my, in my business. And, um, <laughs> but then, you know, he'd come back and then everything would be, you know, I'd be like, well, as soon as you left, this is what started happening. And, um, there were, well, there were well, there were some times when I would feel like it was a kid. I would get that um, feeling that I usually get whenever I'm trying to figure out if I'm dealing with a child or an adult. Yeah, and it was about that height. That yeah. was about a 10 or 11-year-old child. Um, yeah, and, and if you watch our... Uh, we have like a, several videos on this school, but we have one that kind of... Uh, is a compilation of all the different things that happen there. So if you just kind of like want the activity and the basics of what happened there rather than the, the full investigation videos, which we do have the full investigation videos on there, you can see some of these different clips. So there's one where you like walk into the gym. There is a, it's an indiscernible voice. You can't really hear what it's saying. It's like a two-syllable word. And all of a sudden you start walking, you hear this bye. And then as she's walking away, run, run, you know, so, you know, pretty clear you understand what's going on that it wants her out of there and you said when you got over to the other doors that you know you were feeling sick to your mm -hmm. stomach that you had to get out of there that sort of thing then there was that time with the twisted chair that came that showed uh -huh. up out of nowhere <laughs> you know because it hadn't been there before and then all of a sudden boom there's this twisted metal chair sitting there yeah that that was weird too because um i had just been in there earlier on um and there, there was nothing like that anywhere, even because yeah, like, you were there like the night before yeah. and we showed up the next morning and nobody and had been dad, in the building. Yeah. My dad said, you know, you know, nobody else has been in there. You know, when he would have keys, he would know, he says, and, and whenever we, whenever he saw the chair, you know, that wasn't just, oh, I dropped the chair. I mean, it. Saw something moving. Around over um, there. I've I've been seeing it. Yeah. I've been just kind of ignoring like, like it. Like over there by where my jacket and the yeah. um the bike is, right? I, yeah. I saw 
I've been just kind of ignoring it because I figure, well, I'm probably the only one. Yeah, I, so I saw I it. it. I saw it. It'll happen <laughs> again. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so we have a couple of uh, super chats here, real quick. Uh, Tom McNicholas, a five dollars super sticker with the Haya cat thing. <laughs> so thank you, Tom. Really appreciate that. And then Chanel with a one dollar super sticker. It's a upside down smiley face. So that's kind of cool. The super stickers are cool. I like those. So we have a lot of questions about the school coming in. So first, how old is the school? It was built in 1938. Mm -hmm. um, this is kind of uh, together. So Kara Gonzalez asked if there are any reports of suicide or deaths at the location while Tim Schoen is asking, do we know why the school is haunted? I so. mean, and in any of the research that we've done, any of the questions that I've asked from people, I have not heard that there have been any suicides there. Um, I mean, somebody that went there in all that amount of time had to have died. Maybe not at the school, but, you know, somebody going there. Yeah, maybe you know, somebody who, you know, had some, you know, fond memories of the location or, um, uh, yeah, usually it's something like that. Like they have some sort of attachment field, uh, favorite childhood memory. If we're talking about a shorter shadow person. Now an adult that might be there, maybe it was one of the teachers principal something like yeah. that i mean the the footsteps uh, there's there's a lot of residual energy there and as most of us you know know about residual energy it's not something that's going to be able to interact with you it's just lingering things sounds whatever that are happening that are going to happen whether you're there trying to interact with it or not it's just it's an imprint on that location and it's just going to keep happening until it runs itself out mm -hmm. So um, those footsteps, though, there's a lot of them, um, and and they're so, some of them are so loud. You know, we we've been oh yeah, like clear as a bell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dunk, 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 dunk. on the second floor, that's not there. Yeah, and some of them sound like someone walking with, like, like um, heels, like on yeah. a, or like dress shoes, like something a little more something a little know, more firm. Yeah, yeah. There were we never really heard like squeaking like shoes like tennis yeah. shoes or anything like that um yeah it's not like we were in the gym and hearing squeaking tennis shoes like somebody's playing basketball right it was on us above our heads basically you know it sounded like a second floor but there's no second floor at this place and we even went up into the i guess quote-unquote attic space and there's like yeah. no surface there whatsoever for anybody to walk on christopher stanton a one dollar super sticker with the hmm pose <laughs> so yeah. thank you very much christopher i mean a toddler you know you would have to be the size of a toddler maybe you yeah. know and a small one at that to be able to walk upright in that crawl space and you wouldn't even be able to walk and in it because it's it's rafters you know so unless you're going to fall through the ceiling you know you'd have to carefully step you know on the on the rafters right so and you know we and it took a little while, you know, to try to figure it out. It's like, why? You know, so then we're like, well, you know, maybe the footsteps we're hearing is not from this building, but maybe there was another building on this par property mm -hmm. and maybe it had a second floor. So let's look into that. And the sound is just carrying over. Yeah, um, we tried that for a little so bit. And people, and people are asking, um, you know, the history of the area, how old the town is. That's Joan Nemchinsky, Tom McNicholas, Chanel F. saying it's before the school. There was something else there. And that's that's where we're, that's we're getting with this. where we went. Now, you know, next to the school, you know, where it was like a, here's the grade school. 
uh, on the property on this side, uh, there was a two-story building. Yeah, the old high school. The old high school. Um, I don't but, have that picture available right now. Right, but we so. were not hearing it there. We were hearing it, you know, never saw it. So we had to, you know, think about whether or not the sound would carry. You know, the buildings were not connected, you know, but is it possible that whatever was over here in the two-story building, hey, what's over here? We explored that possibility you know? for a while. So we did that, and then... It, we turned It turned out to be something else. Yeah. Because what happens in Campsville there, in that whole area, really, um, is big in Native American culture. And so they have a lot of these archaeological dig sites. And so you had found about that dig in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... They were they were doing a dig there. They were finding um, you know remains and and artifacts and different things like that there. So you know they that had to finish before they could put something else you know on top of it. So which they did. Yeah. yeah you, you look at that land and you can see the terracing still. So basically they you know there's this hill there this bluff and they cut into it did the dig and essentially the basement of the school is the bottom of the dig site so um i know i see brie jones down there in the chat she's talked before about there being a longhouse there and when we were still going with the idea of a two-story structure we were like but they didn't the indians the native americans didn't have two-story longhouses but if you fill that dig site back in with the dirt that had been there then it's like wait so the longhouse could still be a one-story longhouse. But it's just on what we are calling the crawl space right now. Right. So we are actually sitting underneath, underneath ground where level. the building would have been, yeah. Where the building would have been. So it would be like being in a basement and hearing someone walking above you is basically what we chalked it up to. So yeah. all those footsteps made sense then uh yeah that school is probably one of the uh more interesting investigations that we've done we can't get back in there right now because the archaeological society has bought the building and uh well you got in there for some sort of fair that they were doing i was in there um and i did find a potential vendor by the way and he was very cool yeah yeah yeah, for the for our paracon Um, Paracon. yeah you got in there because they're doing some sort of fair there yeah they were doing like an art they were doing an art fair uh, had local artists and stuff showcasing their their art, and there were some very cool things there. And you know, I'm trying on the down low, you know, to make a right. And I knew that it would be too noticeable if I was just like open that door and get down there. But um, but man, I, I was I was really curious. I tried to stay as close to the door as possible because I was wondering. I'd be like. You know, without drawing too much attention to myself, right. like, hey, hey, it's me. It's yeah, me. Do it's you this door me? back behind the shadow figure. Yeah, I just and and then once I started really, you know, focusing on it, you know, you could still feel that energy back there. So it's like, oh, please recognize me, please, right. please, please. You know, uh, because that back there, that that was not residual. Um, well, no, because there was something else down there. So you go through yeah. those doors. And down the stairs, because we kept hearing something coming from what, like, sounded like from downstairs. And we would end up going into the boiler room, and then nothing would happen. So as we're coming out, 
because uh, there's a passageway that goes um, from the bottom of the stairwell into where the boiler room is. As we're coming back out of that, I suggest to Shauna, I'm like, wait a second. You know, we keep hearing all this stuff coming from up the stairs, but maybe it's not back in the boiler room. Maybe it's not all the way in the basement that we're hearing this from. Maybe it's from the actual just stairwell itself. So Shauna suggests, hey, let's go ahead and set up a camera looking down the stairs and we'll walk away and we'll do other stuff for a while, which we did. And so what we ended up getting was this interesting uh, image. Now I've enhanced, well, you can plain, you see plain as day it's a woman. I've enhanced that area. Um, and, and those guys have been following us for a while, have seen this image before. And it's clearly a woman who is basically staring up the stairs at us. You see her, her arms are crossed. Um, you know, you can see her hair is, you know, pulled back and, and up, but still a little poofy. I mean, honestly, she kind of looks like Jane Seymour from um, somewhere in time. <laughs> so, um, at least as far as the hair is concerned. So, you see her there. And what we ended up doing, because somebody could say, oh, that, that's, you know, a, a dimly lit photo. It could be matrixing, all that stuff. And I'm the first person yeah. to say that, always. Doesn't yeah. matter what I see, who, what you show me. I'm a bad, no, not it's matrixing, it's matrixing. Yeah. I'll blow everything off. <laughs> right, she does. She does. So yeah. we went back after after we caught this image. Uh, we went back when we were doing our filming our reveal episode. Okay, let's try to see if we can debunk this and recreate it. And we couldn't. There was no matrixing there whatsoever. But while we were filming that, and, and I didn't have time to grab the clip, um, there was a pebble that was thrown out of that passage into <laughs> the bottom of that stairwell. Like, so, so it didn't just it was, fall and roll, it was tossed. Yeah, it was, boonk. <laughs> it was like, it had air, you know? Yeah. Like, if something falls, even if it bounced, there was no bounce. It was just, pew. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I want I wanted, you know, anytime we catch something that's, that's kind of questionable, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm going to blow it off as matrixing. Everything you show me, I'm going to say, oh, no, it's matrixing. That one wasn't. We examined those but bricks and the walls and, and everything down there. We and took just, several oh. pictures, you know, trying to get that same thing, but just couldn't. Um, but then my problem with it was, and I fought with it for a while, is why is she not moving? That was the weird thing is she didn't move. So that's why she I wanted to move. blow it off because yeah. it's like, well, she, it's not moving. So yeah, she just kind of stood there and yeah. stared. Some people say that they see a little boy peering out from the, uh, the passage there behind her. I have a hard time seeing that. That one to me could be matrixing, but yeah, she just stood there and stared arms folded. Oh, almost kind of like the fuck you guys think you're doing here. <laughs> Stay out of my basement. You know, if it's matrixing, it's matrixing. You know, I, st I still battle with that one a lot. But it just, you know, without, you know, it's not like someone said, oh, look, there's a woman there. And now my brain is programmed to say, oh, yeah, I see it now. Because now, you know, to me, my brain is like putting cracks and dust and dirt and whatever, making it, okay, yeah, I see the woman, I see the woman. You know, I see how it happens. But there was nobody to, it was just like, I mean, it was clear as a bell. You know, what is that? <laughs> so a lot of people are making some comments down here. Uh, Chipper Terry, you can see she's wearing a hat or a bonnet. Christopher Stanton, I saw this one. Very good investigation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 
Basis, 1945. That's Andrea Agrensane, isn't it? Yes. I always screw up her last name. Uh, <laughs> she says, she looks sad or pissed, can't tell. Bree Jones says she's guarding something. And then, um, yeah, Bree Jones also says the boy is behind her shoulder but could be matrixing. Yeah, the boy I'm kind of iffy on, but you can clearly see her. And, yeah, she looks like she's just like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think she looks pissed or guarding something or something like yeah, that. Maybe, yeah, maybe there was something on the dig that they missed. Maybe she's guarding that. Don't know. I don't know. I mean, if it's Native American, to, to me, she doesn't look Native American. That's not the right style dress. No. This looks like some, like, looks like a pioneer woman. So, uh, I mean, there are a lot of things around that area at the time that are no longer there. Like, they're at the, uh, what was it, the, the Campsville Hollow, I guess, mm -hmm. area. There was a lumber mill that was there. It was completely gone. Um, so, there are other buildings that were in the area at the time that just, we, we have no idea what she could possibly be connected to because uh, those buildings are just no longer there. So, um, it's interesting though. Yeah. And Christine Mike too, she doesn't look like Matrixing. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah. So. And for me to say that it's not, you know, know that if I say that, it took a minute to get there. It did. Because I blow everything up. Yeah. And this was such a great investigation, uh, a series of investigations at that school. Um, and we're just kind of, you know, giving you the highlights of it. And, you know, we're already, I mean, that was 20 minutes of this episode already. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how good of an investigation that was. And I sincerely miss that place. I do too. So, um, I'm not done with that place yet. Oh, and we'll I, get back in there one of I these days. I know some people. And probably if we get the chance to get in there and there, we probably will not be able to film. Not now, but Not maybe now. some years down the road, because I think the building will probably be there for a while. Yeah. So. It's in really good condition. It is. Like, when someone built that for building. For a Depression-era building? Yeah, it's yeah. good shape. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a great old building. Yeah. Um, You know, the other buildings look, that have been on that property looked really cool, too. Uh, unfortunately, I was not around then, but... um. But if you look on our YouTube channel and our playlist and what is it, schools or Illinois, I can't remember. Oh, uh, well, I mean, that shows up in a few of our different videos. There's one that specifically haunted schools. There's the uh, there's the Campsville reveal episode, and then there's one that is a Friday Night Ghost Rite that's specifically on the Campsville school. I mean, watch those. So those are those are good. Yeah. So there's a few videos. videos out there, and then there's all of our raw footage videos from there. So the first one was a combined. The school, I think it was Eldred House. Mm -hmm. And then there was a Campsville raw footage two and three, and then the reveal, and then in the Haunted Schools video, and then a Campsville Friday night, uh, Campsville Grade School Friday night goes for its birth self. Yeah, even during so. the reveal, <laughs> there was stuff going on because we had our backs to the gymnasium where all the stuff was Yeah, happening. we're turning around like, what was that? Yeah. yeah. So it's a so. very cool spot. All right. So. We'll end off on that for now. Uh, we'll get to some of these other locations that we've been to. And, we, and we're talking 10 years worth of, of stuff um, between the two of us. And really, we're doing mostly the investigations she and I have been on, which is like the last three and a half years, almost four years now. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot that we're not covering. I mean, we talked a lot about your cafe stuff last episode which most of that i mean all of that was before me <laughs> so uh, and i'm not and i'm not getting to like the haunted episode or stone lion in and you know stuff that i did out in oklahoma um so because that was all before we met but 
let's go ahead. What did I have time to, to grab in here? So, um, well, Ghosty's having fun at Ohio State Reformatory. <laughs> uh, this was a this was a very interesting building. I love going here. Um, Shauna's only been here uh, one time, though, unfortunately. So, but it was still memorable was when so you memorable. went there. And I'll say this place for me was an example of why not all paranormal investigations have to happen at night. And there was probably a hundred people in the building yeah you know just it was during just the normal you know twelve dollar tour day or whatever it was um but you could kind of wander off you know you didn't have to stay with the group necessarily as long as you didn't go in like places that were roped off or whatever um but there was still a lot of stuff going on yeah there's that uh that one room up there where the, uh, the the gate is closed on it. They have a door to it. It's an old bathroom. But for some reason, and it's in the admin building, and it has a metal door on it. And back in the day, this was actually the uh, part of the admin building that ambassadors coming to the building would actually stay and sleep and all that. So they would use the bathroom. So I have no idea why this metal door is on there. And the first time that I was there on my own i could get in that door i could walk i could open it up walk in not a problem and that was just when i was doing a walking tour um before i had shauna out there and so then when i brought shauna that door was locked and you couldn't get in it's been locked ever since um but you were feeling an energy from over there yeah there there was something going on or there was something that had gone on in there because I just, I kept getting drawn to that room. Yeah, and if you look at this photo here, it's going to be um, second floor on the left-hand side, um, a little bit more to the, the left there. It's actually not in the photo, but it would be off to the left and then down the hall a little bit to give you guys an idea, but go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I couldn't hear anybody. I couldn't tell you, you know, if it was male, if it was female. I couldn't say if it was an adult or a child. I couldn't tell what it was. Um, but it was really giving off some vibes. And um, I started getting uh, the lightheaded and the headache and, and all kinds of stuff from it. So, yeah. And what's interesting about that, I didn't know this until uh, later on, um, probably about two years ago, uh, doing an investigation with... Um, with Tri-C Ghost Hunters, and Greg Faketic, he's basically in charge now of the of the paranormal investigations at Ohio State Reformatory, but he heads up Tri-C Ghost Hunters, uh, and if you guys are coming out to Paris Icon, uh, May 2nd and 3rd, I will be there, and they they run that event, it's a great event, um, but he was telling us, we, we he's giving the tours, like, you know, I'll take everybody through that, you know, isn't familiar. And, you know, I was familiar with the building, but I wanted to hear his stories. Uh, we got up to that room. And like I said, Shauna already had her stuff happen. He gets to that door. And it's locked, so he, he can't get in and show us. But he's like, you know, the first time we ever investigated here, and it was like 10 or 12 years beforehand. He's like, you know, the, you know, the, uh, windows were blown out. They were still doing a lot of restoration work and all that. And you could, you know, freely get into that room. And he's like, there was a moment in which the energy in there got extremely heavy. It just really heightened. And then all of a sudden there was this blue light that just whoo, 
just lit up the entire room in there for like five seconds. You know, I it was just like that. crazy. Yeah, we but. didn't see that. But I just thought it was really cool because you had that happen to you. And any time that I've walked by, there has been like something going on in here, but I'm not as in tune with things as you are. You picked up on all that. And so I thought it was really cool that, you know, we're doing the, the tour and, uh, you know, before we actually investigate and Greg's telling us about the stuff that happens in there. And I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's really cool. So it, it's, it's a hot spot. And unfortunately, um, and I haven't been back there since last, well, last Paris Icon, um, they actually had that entire wing closed off because who knows what they were doing as far as renovations. So, uh, this year I'll have to see if I can get in there this time, but, uh, yeah, that's a pretty hopping room. So, um, Tom McNicholas, they close off some areas except for special tours. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, last Paris icon, they had some areas closed off. Now, if you actually do the, um, the nighttime paranormal investigations there, which I've, I've done with Greg's group, I've done with, uh, Ohio paranormal syndicate, which would be John Ward and his team, uh, Sean Gilmore was there and, and all that stuff. Um, there are some areas of the building that you can get into during those that you can't normally get into during the the day tours so like um up above the chapel area there's the old hospital and there's a small narrow staircase to get up there which is a really cool looking historic staircase so unfortunately shauna hasn't been in there um but it's an area that you can't normally get to which is really cool um there's the attic area above the one cell block and i remember sean gilmore taking like a bunch of his christmas lights and setting them up in there to, mm-hmm. to use as like a laser grid which is uh pretty funny but uh yeah greg and i went up in there one time he's like yeah we need to investigate it you know together we've never done that before like okay cool well, let's go greg so we went up there so yeah there's some areas that you can't normally get to that you can during those those bigger investigations like that uh, $5 super chat from Papa Bear 001. Always great shows. Thank you. Thank you very much for the super chat. So, um, all right. I, uh, <laughs> Andrew Cox, Andy Dufresne escaped. Yeah, it was the Shawshank Redemption prison. Yes. Um, so speaking of Tom McNicholas, he has seen this. I didn't get all the photos uploaded because I had a series that I wanted to walk through to take us to our next destination. So I'm going to have to kind of piecemeal this together. I ran out of time before the show because of technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. So down the road from this uh, building, from Mansfield, um, we do I do a lot with uh, historic research. Shauna and I both do. I shouldn't say uh, we both do. So as an example of the type of research that we do, down the road from this um, is the... Uh, is the cemetery in Ontario. So this is Rick Secker family grave um, dating back into, the, well, you can see the dates there. <laughs> they came into the area mid-1800s and settled in Mansfield. But what's pretty cool here, and I'll try to just throw these in here real quick, um, is I found where the original, his house had been. So if you look at this map, you see kind of in the middle there where the two roads cross and make a T, there's a little um, black dot there and the number four, and you see J. Ricksecker. Well, that would be Johannes Ricksecker, John Ricksecker. He was known as Father John in the area. He helped out with the Underground Railroad, big in the church. He lived until he was like 97 years old. They said that he was chopping wood up, up until he was 96. You know, it's pretty impressive. It's a good dude. 
But I bring this up because we use a lot of old historic maps to try to figure out where things were and had been. We were when we did our research with Campsville, uh, we used a lot of old maps. We went down to the uh, what the county clerk's office mm-hmm. and we were digging up the old maps. So what this is now, unfortunately, and I'll bring that up too. Dun dun dun. Is it's sad. It is really sad. Open it up. Oh, this one's too big. <laughs> um, okay, let me shrink it. Yeah. Adjusting photos on the fly. Not good. But his old house, and Tom, and I, I mentioned Tom McNicholas as a prelude to this because Tom's been there. We had we had breakfast there. And they actually, him, Nick, and Dustin was with us, right? Went out to go check out the uh, cemetery. So now it's a Denny's <laughs> across the street from a mall. Uh, but yeah, his, his old, it was a log cabin house was sitting right there on that. So we've gone into the Denny's to kind of honor that before. Um, but that's kind of like the type of research that we'll do. We'll bust out the old maps and see the way things had been to kind of correlate that with the current landscape. So yeah, it's just a, a Denny's now, but you know, in other locations that we've, that we've investigated, you know, we have found, you know, things like where old schools were, old churches, you know, the way maybe roads were uh, were laid out differently, like the uh, St. Omer's, mm-hmm. St. Omer's Cemetery uh, w- was like that, where you know they had the, the road that to a town that's no longer there, but you can see how it went north straight up into the cemetery, and you found that old entrance to mm-hmm. that cemetery. Yeah, buried under the brush and the the leaves, the foliage, the everything. You know, if I hadn't have literally kicked it with my foot, I would not have even noticed. Right. But I always, anytime I go to cemeteries and stuff like that, if there's any woods nearby, that's my first, you know, place that I go because I You do I head want, to the woods a lot when we go to cemeteries. Yeah, I want to know if there's anybody hiding back there, if there's any stones that are covered, because that's happened a lot. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, and that has happened where we will find headstones out in the woods, you know, and it might just be along the, you know, the tree line, but, you know, it becomes a headstone that's forgotten. Um, Tom says you couldn't find the old gate. So Tom, we'll have to go there and show you because it's, it's on the south side. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's kind of just laying there. And I can't imagine anybody would have walked in. Yeah, St. Omer's whenever you walk in and you hang a left at the at Caroline Barnes's, uh grave site and you go past where uh, all those children are buried and you just keep walking. You just make a hard left at the at uh, Caroline's gravesite and you just walk all the way to the woods and it's literally just it's like right there right there yeah so next time we go out there to like Ashmore or Silicon or something like that we'll, we'll show you guys so um yeah B3 airspace saying maps are the key to the unknown mm-hmm. Christopher Stan research is your best friend yes absolutely absolutely so with the uh with the cemeteries let me come back in here because I'm gonna have to load stuff up again um, and again, I apologize for this. It's just ran out of time because of technical difficulties early on. So this is at a very cool cemetery. And let me, it's a, yes, it's another Rick Secker grave. And you can see the headstone there, Elvira. Yes, my great-great-grandmother was named Elvira, <laughs> uh, which became my great, not my great-aunt, my aunt's 
No, it would be my great aunt. Yeah, because it was my grandfather's sister. It became her middle name. Uh, so, in any case, back behind the big Rick Secker stone, this is at Lakeview Cemetery in uh, the east side of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, there is the grave of my uh, great, it would be great, great, great grandmother, three greats, <laughs> something like that. And Shauna, when I was showing her this gravesite, when we went out there to uh, Lakeview, all of a sudden you started feeling like head pain or something or lightheadedness or something yeah. was going on with you. Um, I started getting kind of dizzy and then I got this like major headache and I thought that it was going to be, you know, I used to get migraines back in the day. Um, I hadn't had one for a little while, um, but it was starting to get bad enough where I thought I might have to take something. And I was fine before that, but uh, I thought I was going to have to take something. Um, and it pretty much kind of stayed with me until we left, at least left that area. So um, as soon as we started getting out and away and doing other things, I didn't have it anymore. So, yeah. so the reason why that is significant with this photo where she was getting some head pain, Shauna didn't know this, but, um, but this woman, my great, great, great grandmother, um, the way she died is that she slipped on the stairs of the house, the back stairs, and hit her head and, and died. She was found there. They, they're not really sure how many hours later, but several hours later. Um, and she had fallen from the head, or she had died from the head trauma from the fall. So um, somehow Shauna tuned into that walking over there. You know, she had no idea. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, Lakeview, this is. This is a favorite cemetery of ours because, and I do have a photo. um, And and there's still more that I've been finding out about Lakeview. Oh, yeah, there is a ton there. That big angel of death thing. Yeah. It's like, how did we miss that? But that place is huge. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, so this this is just a quick snapshot of a few of the mausoleums there there this like a mausoleum city there so like yeah. an entire like strip of these beautiful ornate mausoleums my family's grave that i was showing you is actually off to the right of this and up the hill so it's like it's all in the in the same section but there's this huge mausoleum area like this it's just absolutely beautiful that if you ever go there you have to visit it i mean Lakeview itself is huge. There's like over 100,000 people that are buried there. There's historic figures like John D. Rockefeller, Elliot Ness, a whole bunch of other people that are, uh, well, President Garfield, they have a huge thing for him there. So there's a, a lot of famous people buried there too, but you, you see the mausoleums are just wonderful. Yeah, there were some with like stained glass and mm-hmm. just, it was just beautiful. They were, it was beautiful. Like I didn't want to leave that area. Yeah. <laughs> If I'd have known what else was there and if we'd had more time, uh, you, you can't see the whole place in one day. It's just, it's way too big. Way no, too big. no, we had other stuff to do that day anyway. So it's like, we just caught like a snippet. Like I showed her, I showed her the mausoleums, the family grave. Um, well, we found out some information on the family grave site too. Cause we were, um, I was looking for the one specific grandfather, uh, because he didn't have he didn't have a stone there and he had married another woman, uh, after, um, his wife had died. So I was wondering if, you know, he was off in another cemetery somewhere, um, you know, with, with that wife, but I wanted to, you know, verify and make sure and all that stuff. 
And actually, both of them are there next to each other in unmarked graves next to the first wife. So it was kind of interesting discovering, awkward. okay, now we know what happened. <laughs> That's kind of awkward too, though. It's a little awkward. He's between both wives. So, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, um, yeah, it took you over by Rockefeller and some of the, um, you know, some of the different sculptures and, mm. and stones that are over there. There's a gazebo that's really ornate and all this stuff. Um, but yeah, there's so much more, yeah. so much more. So we do a lot with, with cemeteries and we have been, we should, we went over that with the lost cemeteries, uh, last episode. So, um, and you guys can throw, you know, questions in there cause it is a, it is a Q and a as well. Uh, so anything you, that you guys have, uh, one of the investigations that you mentioned on part one was, oops, here we go, Vandalia. Yeah, this is the blue photo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, you can see at the top there, um, kind of highlighted the, the window where people have seen a woman looking out of, but we've got an interesting activity there as well. Um, but throughout that building is just really interesting um there's a couple of kids running around there which you tuned into yeah that didn't take long yeah um even for my first time in there and mike was even with me uh and i just kept being drawn to the second you know drawn to the next floor drawn to the next floor and there was stuff going on on the first floor too but i was just hardcore drawn to that first floor to the point where i just you know uh, i think yeah, I was on that first trip where I just, I went up there by myself, and I don't ever do that, especially in a strange building. Not until I've had a chance to, you know, walk through and get a feel for it and stuff like that. Um, but it, it's just the layout of it is kind of kind of trippy, too, you know? Um, yeah, rooms happen before you get to the top of the stairs and just... Yeah, because they moved the staircase, so when they moved it, it uh it kind of overlapped uh, an existing room and so yeah before you get to the top of the stairs there's already a room and so if you're walking out of that room in the dark and you're not paying attention you're falling down those stairs and there's gonna be nothing to stop you but the stairs yeah <laughs> if mean, um if any of you down there and i know a couple of you have have ever been to hensdale house when you go up to the staircase to the second floor and you know how you kind of like have those two rooms kind of off to the side before the stairway ends, that's what this is like. Um, but like even a little bit more so, it's just, it's, it's really kind of weird and disconcerting <laughs> to try to get to that room. Yeah. Cause it's just kind of hanging out there uh, off the staircase. So, um, but yeah, you know, they always talked about um, the little kid there down in the uh, in the flower shop, you know, because right now it's currently a flower shop. It's been a lot of things, it's been a bank, it's been a drugstore, all this different stuff. Um, they've seen the little boy many, many times, but we got a name this time, Andy. You know, yeah, that's kind of rare too. You don't always, and we're not talking about something from an app or an ovulus or an egg, a box. Told us no, it's neither. an EVP. Yeah, it's just a straight, straight up EVP. Um, question and answer, boom got a name so uh just doesn't happen often enough <laughs> right um and then later that night i mean that was a great thing about that second investigation that we did there we've been there twice we're trying to arrange a third time around 
um, just to keep following up. And that's what you do is you keep following up, following up, following up. And um, we, what was it? Uh, he said, I'm here when we were, when you were in that room and again, doing an EVP session, it was a little boy's voice. Cause I, I knew he was there. Uh, cause I, and I connected with him right away. Um, and I mean, he was so strong in there, you know, and after that first time that I, you know, when I, when I found him, um, I didn't want to leave. <laughs> um, it was, I was so sad. I didn't want to leave because I could just feel him like, no, you know, just, and I, he was back there and I, I glanced back there and I could just see a little, you know, whatever back there. And I, I, I didn't want to leave. I could have just laid down in the room, you know, and just stayed there. Um, I don't have a name. Yeah, we don't have a name for that so, for him up there. So that was that's something that we're looking to do on a third investigation because I mean we basically confirmed he's there. You know what was felt the first time around was confirmed the second time around, and now the third time we, we need to find the name. So because yeah. it's it's a different boy up there than the one downstairs. Yeah, two totally different energies, two totally different people, um, but just that little voice. I'm here. Yeah dang you know <laughs> it's so sad but it's so it's like and, and i didn't hear it out loud either <laughs> that's that's another thing that's very frustrating sometimes because you you swear you're not getting anything not getting anything you know i feel stuff but i'm not hearing anything you know and then after the fact after you're already gone then you hear it and you're like well that would have been helpful if i'd heard it when i was there you know it just that's that's the part that that's so frustrating but um for whatever reason, it, it's just the way it happened. Whether he just couldn't make it happen or didn't want to, I, I have no idea. Yeah, or it's just on a different wavelength or frequency from our ears, but the audio recorder picks it up. It's um, yeah, kind of crazy. Sometimes we do hear it as a disembodied voice, which is great when that happens. Yeah, uh, but he's he will definitely perform when you're there, though, because I say perform, but he, he, he delivers, though. Uh, whenever you ask for it, um, you know, I've been, I've been touched in there and not like, you know, bad, but you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, cause he kind of hangs out by the corner in the corner of the back of the room. And, uh, there would be times when I could, you know, just put my hand in where he's at and I could feel it. And it was just, um, just the energy just kind of, you know, kind of leeches up your arm there a little bit. And it's, and it kind of feels like, you know, your arms fall asleep, you know, it kind of feels like, like that. And, um, but then, you know, when I wasn't there, I was starting to, I, I started having, uh, I, I wanted to call them, uh, visits, you know, they were kind of like dreams, but it felt like I was there. Um, right. So, he was, he was like visiting you here but through your mind. Right. Cause I would, I would see that room and I would feel like I was there. And then, and then I started seeing him uh, in my mind and, um, and I could see, I could see his lips moving, but I couldn't hear any sound. So whatever frequency I needed to be on for that to happen just wasn't happening. Right. Um, so I have no idea but I could describe him perfectly. Um, it oh, that's need cool. to go back. <laughs> yep, we definitely need to go back. 
So let's get to some of these questions you guys threw down there when I said, hey, we are also taking questions too. Because <laughs> it, uh, it is also a paranormal Q&A. Um, so Andrea Vado, what are your plans for 2020? So yeah, 2020, have a lot going on. Of course, with Hunter Road Media, we are you know we have a lot of book releases on tap. So the first the first one is Ghost of the Black Hawk War. That's coming out January fourteenth. That's from um, Dan Norvell and uh, Larry Eisler, uh, which is local here to Illinois. But uh, you know, very very good, very very good. Um, has a lot of history and of course the the ghost tales that goes along with it. Then there's my book, A Walk in the Shadows, coming out January 21st. So that's a complete guide to shadow people. So, you know, covers all the different types of shadow people. That gets into like a lot of theories about, you know, interdimensional beings and, um, you know, time travel and all kinds of different stuff. Um, it's good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, she edited it, so <laughs> she would know. Um, so, let's see, we also have a book from Leslie Fear uh, coming out. Um, so, we have a lot of different stuff on top from the publishing side that's going to be coming out. Um, as far as like investigation videos that are coming out, we have. Um, so, we did we did a couple there around Halloween time. We did Cambry House, which we did release as our um, as our Halloween video. But then we also did that um, that bar and grill in Quincy, so that's coming out as well. Um, then there were three investigations that I did in New York. So there was the Hinsdale House, there was um, Wildwood Sanitarium, and then Rose Hill Asylum. So all those will be coming out. Boom, boom, boom. Um, I've got some cool stuff. Behind the scenes, you've got some, yeah, too. yeah. So Shauna's trying to set up some stuff that we can't quite release yet, but we are trying to get back to Vandalia. Yeah. Um, of course, more stuff at Mineral Springs because we always uh, do a lot of things there. Of course, our Hunter Road Media Paracon is June thirteenth, so um, you know, please go ahead and come to that. Uh, we are actually looking at doing stuff the night before too, June 12th. So we've been tossing around some different ideas to how to expand the event a little bit. So we're, we'll have details, uh, coming out at the, uh, at the beginning of the year after the new year. So also for those of you that aren't in the know yet, we've been trying to make it as public as we possibly can, um, there is the new Hunter Road Media, the Hunter Road Media, the new Edge of the Rabbit Hole YouTube channel. So all the Edge of the Rabbit Hole shows and Beyond the Beyond the Shadows, all the long live stream shows are moving to the Edge of the Rabbit Hole channel. So if you haven't yet, there's a link down in the subscription. Go to that, subscribe to it because coming the new year, everything's going to be there. Um, all of the Tuesday night stuff. Yeah, all the Tuesday night stuff. Just yeah. the shows. Yeah, the Haunted Road Media stuff, like the Friday Night Ghost Rides, the Paranormal Investigation okay. videos, the Mike Morning Mugs, all that stuff will be staying on Haunted Road Media. So it's just the shows. It's just, yeah, it's just the long live stream shows. Uh, Rick Gabbard, $5 Super Chat. What haunted location has drained you the most during an investigation? Hmm. I'm trying to think of places where I needed. The yeah, best chocolate. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, which ones did we have to come away from with a with a lot of chocolate? I mean, there have. I'm trying to think. Oh, what was that one? Where were we at? I had the worst hangover the next day from it. That doesn't narrow it down I know. <laughs> at all. I know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> was it, it in the state? 
We haven't done too much out of the state together. It's usually me, but. Was it Vandalia? Vandalia has drained us. There was one where I, I thought I was going to have to take on some king-size dark chocolate, and I felt just terrible the next day. I don't know. So I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, locations drained me the most. I don't, I can't, yeah. It's it's one of those, like, I'd have to, like, go back through the Rolodex of different investigations. What were we doing? What were we doing? What? I'll bet Cheney was... Well, Cheney, yeah, yeah. Cheney kind of messed me over a bit because <laughs> of what PD messing with me and breaking the black tourmaline in my hand. I that was in, that was insane. to the cause. Yeah, that one, I, I don't, I can't recall if, you know, I was like completely drained after the investigation, but during the investigation, I was getting to be like, whoa. So, yeah. Um so some other questions here um we have christopher stanton what was your most terrifying investigation or most draining so kind of the same thing here uh but terrifying terrifying is different than draining <laughs> um i mean the cafe definitely had the one moment uh where i definitely was too scared to stay in the building while it was going on um, just for safety purposes, um, the night of the furniture being thrown around, uh, like bookcase furniture and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, yeah, we kind of, we kind of talked about that stuff in part one, um, of this series. So you can always go back and watch that, which is on the, um, it's on the edge of the rabbit hole channel. So it's the, the same name, paranormal decade rewind and Q and a part one though. So yeah, there's just call it a poltergeist call it you know the building just decided it had had enough of you know visiting and just shoot us out in a very uh well it's kind of rude really right i mean mean, it could have just you know said hey you know i think i think we're done with the visit let's come back another day but instead um but just something the building the building was angry i mean that's that's what prompted the, you guys pissed off the building that night yeah and and i didn't even do anything right i don't even remember anything disrespectful happening um because we didn't really tolerate that stuff i don't tolerate that stuff anywhere but especially you know there even with some of the disrespectful spirits that are in there uh we tried not to follow suit but that particular night i have no idea um but we did have a skeptic in the building, and uh, maybe he's being too skeptical. Yeah, he 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 was the first one. Um, I was first one out of the building. Um, I had the we had the big shadow, you know, figure that we all saw, and then uh, after that, we tried to sit down and play it cool and continue the investigation and talk about what we'd seen and then we started hearing stuff and then my body said let's get the hell out of here and so I grabbed my personal stuff didn't give you know a rat's ass about anybody else or any of their stuff I got my stuff and my body and I got out that door first and everybody else was blowing out candles and gathering up stuff and and just and that was there at the uh, cafe that that Shana talks about so we talked about that uh, the last episode, so definitely yeah. go back and, and watch that and get all the uh, the details. And you know, for me, it's not been during a paranormal investigation. Um, I've pretty much been fine during investigations, other than like 
the Cheney pressure, whatever the hell was going on there. Um, and you know, for me, it was an incident which was not a paranormal investigation. I wasn't doing anything paranormal related and just, it was creepy shit coming out of the woods, uh, which was like, yeah, I think it's time to get out of here. Um, it just, it had nothing to do with what we were doing there. And so you can read about that in a walk in the shadows. <laughs> I also talk about it in the, in the last episode. So, um, so Andrea Vado, are there places you are terrified to go into like caves, underground tunnels, etc.? I don't think I could do. So. I don't like basements anywhere usually you as a general like rule. I can go into Mineral Springs into their area. Um, it's probably the only one that I could do. Um, I've been in some pretty tight spots in caves before. Um, but just from a safety standpoint, you know, I'll take risks, but not any that is going to risk my life. Um so yeah, it comes down to a physical issue. I mean, not so much like especially caves. Yeah, yeah, it's not so much like the the supernatural aspect of that as it is the physical aspect. Yeah, you know, like um, there's a place in it's outside of Louisville, Kentucky. I think it was also called Lakeview, but it was an old hospital, and there was a cave down the hill from it. the The hospital overlooked the lake. The hospital's not there anymore. And at, on the other side of the lake was a cave where they used to store the bodies. And so this was, talk about part of this decade, this was in 2010, <laughs> uh, the very beginning of this decade. And I was in there um, with Patrick Burns and Marley Gibson, some others, doing an EVP session down there, just doing a burst EVP session. And we got the uh, an EVP that said, go deep. Now, in this cave, there's like this little creek. It, it like comes out of the wall. It's, it's it's like its own little trough sort of thing as it comes out of the wall and then out of the cave and into the lake. And so, but it goes up into the wall and this hill and all this stuff. And so there's like this hole in the wall where it comes out of. So we go up next to the hole and we do more of the burst EVP session and we get go deeper. <laughs> we're all looking at each other like, yeah, I don't think any of us are going to go crawling up there. Mm-hmm. You know, we have no idea what's up there. You know, it's wet because there's water all around. You know, it's, it's, you know, very small. I mean, we could have fit in it, but it's like, you're going to get yourself up there and you have no idea how far you might be able to go because it's a small thing and it goes up and it's dark and no idea. So, but if you want an idea of what might happen, Campfire Tales Midwest. It's the very first story in the book. <laughs> yeah, from a paranormal standpoint, um, with the exception of basements everywhere, uh, I'll go just about anywhere. You know, even if, you know, there's claims of, you know, something, you know, shoving, scratching, you know, claims of demonic activity. Those are probably the first places I'm going to want to go just to prove, come on, you guys, come on now. Right. No, 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 no. Just because it's mad doesn't mean it's, you know, going to like eat your soul or anything like that. Know the difference. And But you, you know, haven't just, been on a real and paranormal investigation unless your soul has been eaten. Come on. You're not well, a think, real paranormal investigator until you get possessed. Brandy, Brandy, if you're watching, I think Brandy <laughs> says it best. Brandy Green's quote is awesome. Yeah. 
yeah, her quote is, um, what was it? In the four years that she filmed with Ghost Hunter International, she said, uh, over four years, 40 countries on six continents, she was never possessed once, let alone twice in one episode. <laughs> it's awesome. So, of course, I use that quote in the book. It's <laughs> open yeah, up one of the, I mean, the parts. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not really... You know, for anybody that's had something like that, I'm not really intimidated by that. You know, I feel like uh, I feel like I could probably hold my own. Yep. So I feel like if you believe in yourself, you're strong enough, you know, to do it. If you're not dealing, I've never gone head to head with a demon or anything like that before, so I don't know. There's still that unknown factor or whatever. But I'm also pretty sure that the majority of things that are demonic in the world are not really. So I figure if I can hold my own against that kind of stuff, I'd probably be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of all the of all the investigations I've been on and done over the decades now, there was only the one that, you know, was coined or deemed demonic. And, you know, it was Carl Johnson that said, yeah, this this one was a demon. You know, it's just been that one. So they're few and far between. Um, and no, I couldn't tell you how many paranormal investigations I've done. I don't count them. So, so I, I, I'm sorry. It's kind of a little pet peeve with my, with me. It's like they're in, I have, I have some friends that do it and not really cutting on them individually or anything like that. But when you start telling me I've done 400, I've done 600 and they actually say like a specific number, 432, I'm sorry, I haven't counted. <laughs> I'm not going to either. I just, I don't understand what the point of that is. It's like, I've been doing this for X amount of years. I've done a shit ton of investigations. Don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I keep track of it in years. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? You know, ask me how many investigations, but I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not in a, I'm not in a race to, to rack up numbers of investigations. It's not, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. It's about the quality. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Tammy Heitzman, Mike, question for you. Do you, do you ever use websites to research locations? If so, what do you use? Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the web is quick access to a lot of great information. I I know a lot of people are saying, oh, you looked up stuff on, you know, the internet. It's like, well, I mean, there's actually a lot of information out there right, right now. You can go to like, like first and foremost, when you're doing like the historic research on a location, the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to, uh, hit the county. Uh, you could go to the county assessor's office, but a lot of county assessors have the information right there online. So you can sit in the comfort of your own home, go to their website, and you know you look up the the tax information. Uh, a lot of those sites will have the previous owners. Some of them are really good and will list all the owners for you, which is great. And then all of a sudden you have a list of names to start working with. Um, it might have like some old photos of the home. It, uh, a lot of times will have the, um, will give you the square footage. It'll give you the date that it was built. Uh, the date that it was built is always important. Uh, it might have the, um, you know, the blueprints there of, of the house. So there might be aspects of it that you, you know, just maybe doing a quick walkthrough didn't know beforehand. And then maybe you find out what was behind that one door like oh there's actually another room in a hallway back there it's, you know things like that so um there's a lot of great information you can find out just from you know doing a web search like that um a lot of historic maps are online um find a grave is you know has a lot of useful information so 
we actually have a video on the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel about doing uh, research. And I actually even have an entire presentation on it. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of great websites that you can go to. Now, eventually, you know, you might want to get down to a library or the we've been to the county's clerk clerk's office and things like that because there's some things that just aren't online. So to do like a deeper dive, but you can certainly get quite a bit of information, um, some initial stuff for sure by doing uh, some searches online. I mean, there's even like old historic books that are online. You know that you can actually the whole text is there and so you can get into those newspaper.com is newspaper.com there you go newspaper archives yeah the the fact that you can get uh those massive newspaper archives now is great because now you don't have to go down to the library to look them up they're right there so yep um okay tim Schoen, did you shoot anything while at rolling hills yes so that'll be coming out um rolling hills itself is going to be more of like a uh, walkthrough video than an investigation um there was a little investigative stuff in there but it was a, it was during i don't want to minimize anything for during the day but it was during the day it was extremely windy um you know it was kind of like in between two of the more major investigations like um uh, the Hinsdale House and then Wildwood. It was like between those. Um, so it was just kind of like a very different feel. So it's more of like doing a walkthrough with that group and everything. So, uh, but it's a very cool location. Um, so, Kathy Silly Into, have you two ever come across anything ET related during your investigations? Dun, dun, dun. Uh. I haven't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, you've had a couple of ET experiences, but not, not investigating, right? Yeah, yeah, not not investigating, not you know, with you there, right? Um, yeah. Um, I'll throw this out there. I mean, yeah, not. I've had one like UFO experience. Um, that happened while I was driving. As far as an ET encounter. And this could also be true for you too. There's always that possibility because you never know some of these shadow people or shimmers or wisps or whatever that we see running around. It may always be an alien. You never know. Over there where we're, where you were seeing some stuff moving around over there. It could have been. Yeah. For it could have been very, very briefly about midway up on the other side of our heater there, there was a bar of light, like about like this. Okay. <laughs> and it was just like, that's why I've been kind of just looking over there for a minute because I was like, well, keep doing it, you know? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily, it doesn't have to show up as like a little green, you know, or a gray or anything like that, you know? Um, there are different ways they, I mean, if, if some of these, Aliens. It could be, you know, a, a being from another planet who has learned how to astral project into our dimension on this planet. You know, you got to think uh, these other worlds out there have many of them have billions of years of a jump start on us. So they may be able to travel this universe much differently than we. And so something that we see wish, wish, wish by, wish by, wish. Whoosh. 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 That's what I was looking for. Whoosh. Whoosh by. <laughs> it's late. I've done a lot of talking tonight. Whoosh by. Could be, maybe it's interdimensional. 
Maybe it's extraterrestrial. Maybe it's a large bug. I don't know. Hmm. A bat? I don't know. But it could be. It could be. We don't know. Yeah, Tim Schoen. I'm not saying it was aliens. It was aliens. It's too cold for bugs. Today. Today. This week. Today. Yeah. But before, you never know. You never know. Okay. Um... Mr. Como 2, I plan on taking my psychic abilities to the other side. Do you suspect that once we pass that our psychic abilities will become stronger? Well, I mean, we're going to be pure energy then, so I would imagine so, that everything would be stronger once we're over there. Yeah, I think uh, I call it leveling up. Yeah. I think you probably level up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's all you have left. You, you know, your physical body is gone, so all that's left is... Your, I mean, basically your soul, your, your pure spirit now. So everything that happens to you at that point is going to be supernatural. You know, it's going to be psychic. It's going to be on the astral plane or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's going to be in that other dimension, the afterlife, the whatever. Yeah. So, all right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap it up. We've gone um, well over our hour. And um, so, again, just want to throw out there, if you haven't yet, please go ahead and subscribe to the um, Edge of the Rabbit Hole YouTube channel. The link is down there in the description. That is where we are going to be broadcasting from in a few weeks here. Um, January 7th is our first episode on that channel. So that's where you have to tune in at. Uh, We will keep reminding people. We'll keep posting links. We will do everything we can to make sure you guys can find us starting in 2020. But that's where you got to go. You got to subscribe there. You got to hit the bell icon there. I know we're redoing it all, but hopefully it won't take us too long to just get back to where we were here. We just, because of the, I would love to keep it all on the same channel. I really would. I really, really would. But because of the way YouTube works and I've been fighting it for a while and it just doesn't want to play nice um, to make both things grow we, we need to separate it um because it's they've been fighting with each other and holding each other back if they were each on their own channels the shorter stuff and then the long live stuff like this if they're each on their own channels they both would have you know gone to where they should be um people that are like far ahead of us that have been doing this for and it's, it's crazy because they've been doing it for a shorter time they're they've blown you know far past this and they're looking at our stuff like you guys have better quality stuff than i do mm-hmm. i'm and i'm up here why the hell are you guys not up here and it's like you know look at what we have going on here it's like we got two different formats and they're just youtube can't figure out what the hell it is so um if you follow it. us on facebook whenever it comes to show nights and stuff like that you'll see that it's you know if you read the information and the events that we post which doesn't always yeah happen. be sure be sure to to read the details because sometimes there might have to be a time change like edge of the rabbit hole tonight had to be a little bit earlier or we might end up like for tonight we end up going live here on hunter road media for beyond the shadows instead of facebook because of the fact that that we knew that there were going to be people showing up you know for the regular edge of the rabbit hole show time not seeing the notification about the earlier time and so we wanted to make sure they had a show here in place so i know 
So Pay yeah, that's all we're saying. <laughs> read the, read the stuff. So just yeah, just make sure you read the details because every once in a while, even though we're usually really consistent, every once in a while we have to change something up for some reason. Um, it happens. So um, yes, and I see all the yes. Everybody have a happy holiday, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all of that stuff. We have one more video that we will post to this channel before the end of the year that will come out on Friday and then that's it until the new year. So um, be on the lookout for that this Friday. And um, we'll go ahead and get to the shout outs. Uh, and yeah, thank you guys for, thank you for a wonderful 2019, for a wonderful decade.